0: And that's that gaming sort of technology approach, but mm-hmm. to live broadcast. Yep. And I think, from a best seat perspective, what's what it's actually it's morphed into over the evolution of time with technology, and and waiting for certain technologies to catch up, is the ability to try and put you in as close as we possibly can into the driver's seat, and and really appreciate what they're going through. The New Zealand Tech Podcast,
1: brought to you by Guerrilla Technology, proactive and strategic IT. Well, greetings and welcome along to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Spain, and today we have two fantastic guests. We have David Blair. Welcome along, David. How are you?
2: I'm very well. Thank you, Paul, and
1: yourself? Yeah, very good. Very good. Great to uh, great to catch up again. And, uh, and Craig Meek, uh, back on the New Zealand Tech
0: Podcast. Good yeah. to see you, Craig. Oh, great to be here, and thanks for inviting us.
1: Yeah, so um, today we're going to sort of delve a little bit into Best Seat 360, which is is the business founded by Craig and David, as well as sort of delve into the usual sort of tech news of the week, and really, I guess, this this sort of um, focus on on sport and the tech sort of crossover, um, because that's very much the world in which uh, Best Seat 360 uh, sit and, you know, when I, when I look back across our New Zealand Tech Podcast episodes over the past however many years, I lose track, nearly 13 years, uh, you know, we've often sort of delved into entertainment and, uh, and sport as, as part of that and, you know, how technology impacts it, you know, both from a consumer perspective but, you know, also from, from the other side, the sort of broadcast um, side, so I think we'll, you know, we can we can duck into a few topics there before we sort of delve right in. Uh, I want to say a big thank you to our show partners uh, to One NZ, Two Degrees, Spark, HP, and Gorilla Technology. Uh, really appreciate their support, and of course, not just the support of the New Zealand Tech Podcast, but you know, the broader tech and innovation ecosystems here in New Zealand. First up, um, one of the stories that caught uh, caught my attention over the weekend was. SpaceX uh, Falcon 9 launch over the weekend. And, you know, we're kind of getting used to these these rockets mm. launching, right? It's just it's happening all the time. Uh, and so there's, there's a degree to which, you know, you see these things come up. You know, for, for me, it's, uh, I think I have the um, uh, SpaceX on YouTube. So it's going to, you know, it's going to ping me when there are launches and some of those I catch and, you know, and some of them I don't. But this week's what, weekend's one was uh, was very interesting and uh, that what what we saw was the first launch of the technology from uh, Xeno Astronautics. Mm. And, you know, very, very innovative, uh, you know, New Zealand company. And it's, you know, it's their tech that is going to be, uh, you know, I think very, very interesting to sort of, you know, watch in terms of its impact on the, the, the space sector globally. And, of course, for us in New Zealand, uh, you know, watching uh, another company in that sector take on the world. So, uh, yeah, very, very interesting to uh, to see their, their technology finally launch and we had them on the show earlier on in the year and, and a, you know, a little bit of insight into their sort of, you know, technology for, you know, helping propel these uh, satellites and so on in, in space using um, superconducting ca- electromagnetics. So, yeah, really uh mm. Really cool. And I'm very curious to see, you know, what what happens with that company. I think we've had some sort of, you know, feelings for the sort of potential scale of that. But it could be another, you know, another billion dollar business out of uh, New Zealand. So, yeah, exciting yeah, well, times, isn't it?
2: Certainly a fact that we punch way above our weight pretty much in every field of sport, technology, science and health.
1: Long may that continue. Um, and then the other thing that sort of popped up in terms of local news was uh, details came through from uh, Spark about what uh, what they are doing in the IoT or yeah. Internet of, of Things uh, world. And so they've um, they've issued, a, uh, I guess, a, a, a joint press release, Blue Current and Spark, celebrating one million uh, IoT uh, connections in New Zealand, so um, that's that's with um, Blue Current was formerly uh, Vector Metering, so sort of the energy uh, metering. So um, yeah, that's that's a lot of you know connections of the the the, the smart meters, I suppose. Um, but yeah, it may seem like a sort of small thing, and you know, on one side, it's like, well, there's you know, there were people running around, you know. Uh, looking at meters and, you know, writing down the results or putting them into their computers and now that's, that's, that's all automated. But, uh, I, you know, I think overall that, that's a win, isn't it? I mean, you know, mm. we see these technology disruptions that you could look there and go, well, that's, you know, that's taken away work. Um, but I don't think we're, you know, we're in a position where you, you look around New Zealand and go, well, there's, you know, mm. we're, we're very short on, uh, on employment opportunities, right? So I'm kind of hopeful, you know, we look at AI and we look at all these other, you know, new innovations coming, you know, that we keep on this track where, yes, you know, technology does mean that there's, you know, certain things that don't need to be done anymore. uh, But also we get a lot of benefits and, and, you know, generally we seem to find uh, enough work to keep everyone pretty, uh, pretty busy, right? Yeah, well,
2: with every revolution, there's been a change in what we do. Not a change in the fact that we have nothing, nothing to do, you know. We still got a, heaps of stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, it just changes.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and so, yeah, so that's on the New Zealand front. Um, on you know some of the international uh, side, uh, ChatGPT, uh, a year old. Mm. <laughs> what, uh, <laughs> what do you think about that Craig is, 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 well, has chat B, GPT sort of caught much of your attention over this well, last year? It's
0: certainly been the media isn't it Yeah, it certainly yeah. Uh, yeah. it's come on, on really fast I guess that's yeah. one thing that yeah. I think yeah. we'll understand technology can move fast but that's certainly moved fast and uh, I've certainly been using it and uh, being very impressed with it and uh, and I can see obviously I know there's a, a regulation issue perhaps you know but uh, as to how people use it but you know, certainly um, the things I've been using it for, it's great. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And uh, you know, if we look, if we look back to that that year ago, it would took them one week to get to a million users, which I think is is you know um, almost sort of un, you know unprecedented in mm. terms of you know any new tech product sort of a, you know attracting uh, attracting an audience, uh, and then you know quick, very mm. quickly ramped up to sort of you know over a hundred million. Um, mm. Users, so yeah, I think um, yeah, just sort of mind blowing that growth, and probably one of the things that's that's stood out for me was that in many ways ChatGPT wasn't new, and that the underlying technology mm. had been available, you know, through a open AI, uh, you know, in a in a um, from from a you know programmers could access the technology you know, and I'd been using and testing varying sort of tools that were tapping into it. But it was that change in the interface of making it available to anybody from a chat uh, perspective and, and, of course, making it available free uh, mm. that that really, you know, turned turn the dial and changed it from this thing, this technology that was being used by a very small number of people really on the globe to suddenly like Oh, when you do it, when you make it available like this, everybody,
0: everybody wants to uh, to I, use it. I think it. it's interesting because uh, you, you think of it the search market, and mm. then you think of mm. ChatGPT. Yes, and then you think of actually this is going another step further because obviously when you're just searching for things, and then suddenly you're asking it to do things for you, and coming back with an intelligent answer, I think that's the game changer in terms of how. And then of course the the wider things that you can do with it. But just mm, even that yeah, as a paradigm shift was was interesting from my perspective. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it's it's pretty mm. um yeah, it's been a pretty, pretty interesting year. Uh mm. I don't know if we'd asked a year ago and sort of predicted where we might be now, whether, you know, whether we whether we would have um, you know, lined lined uh, you know, up the sort of realities. I'm I'm not sure too many people would have been uh, picking the dramas at OpenAI <laughs> in, in, in recent no. in recent oh, weeks um yeah, so amazing. you know some some you know some fascinating realities there that uh you know that happen when we get that sort of crossover between you know ethics and money and you know leadership <laughs> and you know <laughs> <laughs> politics and so on um and and of course you know we've been seeing these different things um play out in their own forms and uh, you know, not not just with ChatGPT this year. I think the social media world has been a uh, you know fascinating one to to follow. With you know uh, Twitter or X, you know, not being in a on a two different uh, you know uh, time uh, period since since that uh, has changed over. So really interesting times. I guess the, the the bit I'm I'm very curious about, and I don't know the answer to, is when we when we look at you know generative AI, and uh, you know, the issues that we that we've seen with sort of hallucinations and 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 getting things wrong. When I sort of line those up, and say maybe put that alongside um, the autonomous driving technologies that have been developing, you know, over the last you know decade or 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 so, especially, and. The fact that we haven't quite got there on most of those autonomous driving you know technologies mm. it was Cruise who were you know one of the the key players on the roads in the US but you know pulled pulled their vehicles um, you know off off the roads uh, initially in San Francisco and 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 then you know completely you know ground them to to a halt um you know because of some issues and and it just makes me wonder whether getting generative AI to To actually not hallucinate and to to get it so that it operates at a obviously it operates at a at a faster pace than humans in most regards, but at a um, you know at a level that um, that might match up with a human researcher or you know a human you know collating something in terms of when they're playing it there at the very best and you know there's this sort of niggling thought in the back of my mind you know what if what we're expecting of this technology. It never gets there, just just like how it can feel with the the autonomous, uh, you know, driving technologies. Is that a possibility, or am I hallucinating?
2: Uh, well, <laughs> well, I think think there's there's a future which is fluid, and how it pans out will largely relate to people such as yourself and and yeah, people thinking deeply about these issues and discussing them in a constructive manner rather than just saying, oh, well, look, AI, uh, self-driving doesn't work, so we'll can it. Let's say, why doesn't it work and how can we improve it to a point where it will be useful? And so, you know, that's, um, I I think, um, the whole realm of artificial intelligence as it's applied to different areas, like there's creating images, there's interpreting language, there's uh, responding with the constructive communication in Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, to try and develop a communi- uh, a conversation, which is what GPT does, and, and I'm pretty impressed with it, just by the by. I think it's a great step in the right direction. Yeah. So w- melding all of those things together and then saying, okay, can we apply all of that to self-driving and revolutionise it so it gets really good? Because the potential is that if we do that, we'll have far less accidents and it'll be a lot less of a burden to society the vehicle, the motor vehicles we drive
1: yeah the safety factor is definitely definitely a, a win. we get that right of mm. course there's you know there are there are concerns of course if this technology gets you know, gets so good that you, know, mm-hmm. you go on social media and it's all been you know everything you see is is generated <laughs> you know by bots <laughs> rather than
0: individuals and and yeah. so on right we're a little bit worried about extra limbs and things like that yeah. appearing, <laughs> uh, you know, so yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing because obviously if it's been a year to get to this point, let's imagine, you know, what's it going to be like in five years' time? Mm. Just mm. like when the, the internet first came along and uh, really changed the way everyone worked and then mm. you think about what we're doing now. So I think this is definitely a big leap. This is like the leap we had back in, you know, the days mm. of uh, mm. the first internets mm. coming mm. like, you know, um, so... I think it's going to be fascinating to see the next year. It's obviously accelerating, and people's use of it and how they use it, and how it can get it wrong as well. Because I mean, it does get it wrong. Yeah. You know, it's not the, like it's right every time. The flip side, isn't it? So yeah, you, you've yeah. got to you've got to look at it very carefully. You can't. It's not a you know autonomous car just go and watch a movie in the back seat or something and, and let the car go and do its thing. I think you've mm-hmm. got to be a bit mindful of you know things can go wrong.
1: Yeah. A few people have uh, have come to. Uh uh, a disastrous end that have uh, decided to uh, hand over a little bit too much responsibility to yeah. to the AI to to too soon. Yeah, look, I, I think we we have some yeah some very interesting times ahead. There are, there are, yeah there are certainly parts of the technology that are that are moving at a uh, you know at a very fast pace, or, or particular applications of the technology that you know that that maybe you know have been limited or or not you know deeply um uh, you know built out in in the past uh but yeah i've i've certainly got this uh, this bit of curiosity around yeah how f- you know how far you know do we get because it it isn't it isn't real intelligence it is artificial and mm-hmm. uh you know there there are going to be those uh, those limitations mm. in some form i just don't know where the edges of the limitations are well, right and i don't think any of us really you know right. Yeah, when
2: when the generative side of AI reaches the point where it comes up with new original thinking, that's when we really have to sit up and take notice.
1: Yes. Um, yeah. I'm. I'm not. Yeah. Not. Not sure how excited I am ar- <laughs> around where some of these aspects could go. Mm. Um, now, on the on the flip side of you know technology, not not quite getting there. There's been some. Uh, it was an interesting uh, social media uh, post uh, this week about um, a bride that was looking at uh, at a, a photo that was taken of her as she was uh, she was trying on a wedding dress. Now I'm not sure uh, uh, if either of you saw it but'll um, and we, we, we'll share a link to this in the show notes. Um, but what you had is a, a situation where, if you, you looked at that photo of the bride and she was there in front of two mirrors, uh, is that her limbs were in, uh, so her arms basically were in different um, positions in uh, across the photo. So you had a you know the actual view of her uh, from behind, and she's got you know one arm kind of you know held up waist high, the other one is is down by her side. Then there's the mirror in front of her, and in that she's got her arms uh, together. And then there's the mirror to the side, and both of her arms are down. Uh, and so this one sort of, you know, created some interesting, you know, attention mm. online of people going, you know, what's the technology doing? <laughs> uh, what what's going What's going on? How's it sort of bending reality uh, like that? And um, I think the the conclusions that it ended up being uh, landed on. Were that um, the uh, the the camera was in um, I'm forgetting the the uh, a panorama mode where where you know it stitches a whole lot of images uh, together usually, um, but in this case the sort of panorama mode I think it maybe hadn't been used uh, correctly. It really just taken one photo, so it didn't look like a you know panorama at all. Um, but whatever it did with the shots you you ended up with it sort of you know splicing these mm. uh, these images together mm. and it looked completely seamless but uh, um, but an actual you know it, it created a completely impossible situation mm. so we've probably got more of these sorts of things ahead mm. as as technology gets inserted into you know scenarios that you know certainly maybe some you know some professional photographers might be you know might be, um, uh, you know uncomfortable yeah. with because it's, really, it's no longer down to having the, the pro. it's like you know the, the the power all comes back to the smarts of the technology and 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 in some cases the AI mm. to deliver a good result right
0: Well it certainly then questions what you're looking at in terms of all sorts of things isn't it like sort of media is that real? you know can you can you what can you trust? Yeah I mean yeah. like you know so a lot of actions happen from things you see. You know, and if you've got it all wrong, and your actions uh, are wrong, as it will, they respond to it in, a, in the wrong way, mm, uh, mm. because of what they see. So that's that's a that's a worry. Yeah, what's you know? believ-
1: what's believable anymore? Uh, yeah. and and yeah, you know, in most cases, certainly you see you know you see something in and a you know a typical sort of news story you know on TV and so on. Um, you know, usually these you, you know a lot of stories are replicated across or hundreds or thousands of different sort of media outlets um, but of course if the source information is not right then you you've got you know um uh, misinformation you know spread spread far and wide and you know of course there are uh yeah there there are folks who will will deliberately uh you know do that that stuff as well so yeah as as the technology sort of gets more and more involved in these things uh, it, it creates uh some, some more challenges doesn't it
2: well, particularly from a point of view of large learning module um, things, you know. Large because, learning models that are, yeah, that are
1: bringing in all this and assuming that it's accurate. If you just, or largely accurate. Just
2: suppose for a moment that you said, well, OK, we've got a large learning module here that is looking at all of the social media, and we're coming to a conclusion about people's opinions about a particular element. You know, it could be anything. And uh, we've got a faction of social media that's for it, and a faction of social media that's against it. Yeah. And somewhere in the middle, maybe the truth lies. And uh, and if that large learning module is just accepting everything as fact, then we've got juxtapositions and conundrums that come out of it.
1: Yeah, and and it is quite interesting, uh, you know, testing out the tools like Chat GPT on varying sort of you know controversial subjects and sort of you know seeing you know seeing how they you know mm. how they land, um, and you you know you you sort of go in and say, well, presuming X Y Z is a fact, um, then you know what's mm. the story with with this picture, and you know the tool will write you something, you know that might be completely accurate or might be completely rubbish depending mm. on you know on what you've what you've fed in and what the realities are, but you know I guess some of these things are 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 age old. You know problems, mm. uh, and and that you know different people will see things different ways, and will have you know different differing opinions, but that doesn't necessarily sort of uh, you know change that you know what a what a scenario was, mm. just how different people are uh, are interpreting interpreting and, and you know technology then sort of following on in our footsteps.
0: I think it's going to be fascinating when the actual ChatGPT is actually current. You know, like it's real, real time yep. now. So yep. we're we're talking about um, news items of today. Yeah. You know that's going to be quite scary. Um. So I think um. Let's see what happens when that uh, really yep. comes about. You well, know, we've got we've learning. got a
1: level of that. I think if you use the um um uh, Microsoft's one. Uh, which they're renaming again but if you go to the chat.bing.com then that's kind of drawing on you know on their current sort of search engine um, you know pool of data and um, bard.google.com you know largely draws on theirs now obviously every model and, and so on has its variances microsoft you know draws um, you know large largely on um uh, on openai's sort of chat gpt um, technology but yeah, it's 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 definitely gonna gonna keep evolving and um yeah, there will be information getting pulled in that's wrong, mm. it's right, it's you know, out of date. It's yeah, it seems it still seems um uh, somewhat very I mean, even with Chat GPT where they said that they were they had updated some of the info, there was something I was asking for the other day and it uh, you know, with a paid account I was saying, Oh, this is gonna be, you know, a lot more up to date, mm. but um it was it was still making apologies. Oh, I'm drawing on old data, and yeah. you know, and so on, right? So, uh, yeah. Um, but it, it's it's certainly good to see, you know, see some more, uh, you know, competition as others are, mm. uh, you know, pushing their technology forward and and uh, and working to uh, to compete. Um, now, probably time for us to um, to to delve a little bit into, uh, you know, into this world of. Uh, Sports tech technology uh, because that's really what we w- we asked you to come here to chat about today. <laughs> um, Best Seat Three Hundred and Sixty. Um, which of you wants to give a little bit of an overview of uh, what the technology is? Maybe we can go to you for for uh, you know for for a, an overview of, of Best Seat Three Hundred and Sixty, Craig.
0: Well, as an overview, I guess where it's come from, I guess is a is a the name in itself is actually. Uh, saying something but my background was a virtual spectator for the America's Cup and we're in that context we were doing 3d graphics live 3d graphics of yachts and um, We were giving a, a new perspective and I and always used to say oh, like the best seat would be right on the start line and yeah. about a hundred meters up and you'd be able to sit back and look at the boats coming in as they as they go across the line and then swivel around and your lazy boy and, and keep on going <laughs> and just yeah. fly like a like a drone but we could do that and that's that gaming sort of technology approach but mm-hmm. to live mm-hmm. broadcast yep. and i think from a best seat perspective what's what it's actually it's morphed into over the evolution of time with technology and and waiting for certain technologies to catch up is the ability to try and put you in the as close as we possibly can to the athlete's perspective you know whether that be through cameras that are, are sort of looking at the viewpoints from different angles or you're wearing something that actually allows you to see a perspective of what the driver or what the horse, the jockey uh, are actually seeing. So best seat is all about really putting people in as close as we possibly can into the driver's seat and and really appreciate what they're going through Mm. and being able to project that out through a second screen so that you can see your broadcast, but you can also then choose where you want to be in a particular sporting experience. Um, I think, you know, David, you might want to have a, a complimentary view towards that, but maybe over to you, David.
2: Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, uh, I agree. I mean, we both um, sort of bought into the idea right from the beginning, Craig, and it's your idea and, and uh, uh, your creativity in coming to that conclusion is great. And uh, the spin that I would put on it or the my angle on it, if you like, is – Um, Yep, the best seat is where the athlete is. But sometimes the best seat is looking at it from another person's perspective. Because in the example that I'm, I'm thinking of here is imagine that we have a 360 camera on Lewis Hamilton's car in Formula One and he's coming around a corner and there's Max Verstappen who's coming around the outside trying to pass him and he's focused 100% Hundred percent on maintaining his line through the corner, and main, and he hasn't got much time to actually look around and and look in his rearview mirrors. Precisely mm, how Max mm, Verstappen mm. is getting past him. Mm, mm. All he can do is do his best on the line that he's chosen. And then once again, you're going to hop into Max Verstappen's car and you look at Lewis Hamilton and see where's the opportunity that I can use to get round and yep, past. Yeah, yeah. And then as a spectator. I could hop into a car behind and see the view as from both of them as to what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yep. And then I could play it again, Sam, and go back to Max Verstappen's car and go back and swivel around and watch it from a different angle and see exactly where and learn how that manoeuvre got accomplished. And if I was Lewis Hamilton and able to do that, then the next time Max Verstappen tried to do that to me, I'd be ready for him.
1: Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's that whole opportunity, you know, not not just for you know enthusiasts that are that are wanting to follow very closely with their sport, um, but mm. maybe an unintended consequence of the sports people being able to uh, uh, go back and and, and mm. look at look at those uh, those replays in, in the future um, as well. Now, um, you know, where are the, where are the uh, examples where you've been able to test out your uh, Technology to date? We mentioned, um, you know, Formula One. Um, you've done, you've done uh, something
0: with, with with them. Well, yeah. Well, we started actually with horse racing. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah. we started at Alexandra Park and looking at harness racing. Yeah. And, okay. and, and, and again, it was it was a challenge. I mm-hmm. seem to be flowing into these challenges very often. And so they said, well, how can you make this really exciting? How can you attract the millennials into our sport? Yeah, what yep. what would be and so coming up with the idea was actually to say well okay well, I think it would be be great if you could drive one of the the the, the, the sulkies you know and because it's an amazing experience mm. right so mm. it was about saying use 360 technology uh put you onto a horse jump to another horse choose which horse you want to be on race it through so it started uh ironically with harness racing we we went around the world with it actually, and then suddenly we got stopped by COVID. Um, so the timing wasn't perfect. So yeah. everything kind of grinded to a halt. But a lot of people, as a result of that, had to do things in innovative ways, you know, not only because you couldn't travel, but also because audiences weren't going to their sports. So, mm. and how can you recreate the experience without people being in the stands? And so it really did force people to think outside the square. And we certainly were thinking that way and we started doing a lot of remote work and we did a lot of remote work with Formula One but we we also tested here locally at Hampton Downs you know ideas on motorsport that we were able to you know mirror to the the rest of the world through the internet in terms of video conferencing calls and um, so that was our foray into you know motorsport um, and then for the same reasons about COVID for the Melbourne Cup it was it was also they were challenged by you know 10,000 people been on course instead of hundred and thirty thousand mm, you know so mm-hmm. uh, so so we've we've actually gone through a number of different examples of the technology but it's uh, now been refined and um, you know really excited about what we've just recently done with the Melbourne Cup um, but yeah so uh, experimenting in many different uh, areas
1: yeah so tell us about the the recent Melbourne cup how uh, how that yeah, well, went and you know what, what was the experience for people that well, uh, well, tried
0: it? I'll, I'll talk about the success and I'll let David talk about the production because yeah. I'm excited about the production and what we did again because of COVID or the the after effects of COVID mm-hmm. but you know what we achieved was after three years of working very closely with VRC a uh, fantastic gr- a team over there who saw our vision um the Victoria
1: it. Racing Club yeah the yep. Victoria okay. Racing Club
0: and um And to to really sort of focus in on the carnival week, which is, you know, actually four days, 37 races, Um, and it's like a marathon, you know, like you think of a a 10-day or 10-race-day program, you know, back-to-back, you know, you really do have to keep your wits about you. But the fact that we were streaming, we did it it well, we had uh, 10 different feeds, we had, again, the whole concept of actually creating the best experience was... You know, from a drone to a jockey cam to a helicopter to a trackside car that was racing alongside the the horses, all of this actually allowed us to say, well, actually, we can create something really magical here because the broadcasters only got one single stream, you know, so they, they they have to cut, whereas we don't have to cut. So if you decide you want to split the screen and you want to be in the helicopter while you're on the horse or you can have a variety of different views, that's perfect. That's our perfect playground in terms of how we bring the theatre or the experience to the fan.
1: Yeah. So as as a as a fan, you can be yeah you know, getting that that specific um, view that's of interest to you. And and I think yeah, I think of um, you know often say you know watching Formula One, for instance, where you've got yeah you know, people that are completely different places on the track, and uh, you know you're getting you're getting whatever they whatever they choose and you know, at times you're sitting there going, Yeah, but what's happening with, you know, X, Y, Z and uh, you know, you're you're curious how, you know, if there's especially, you know, for me, if there's a, a Kiwi or, you know, Aussie or someone that you're sort of following, you're interested in, then it's not on them the the well, whole time, uh, is it? And well, I guess in and you know, with with um uh you know, on the track with horses, it's sort of similar thing. You know, people might have, you know, bet on a particular horse or you know, have a particular, you know, favourite and, uh, you know, they want they want that focus, right?
0: Well, I think the other two things, I mean, I love sport and I, and I think that, you know, while we talk about, um, you know, I've gone from sailing to horse racing to motorsport, I love cricket, you know, and I think cricket's got so much opportunity in terms of um, how this technology can be used. And I think the other one is just starting to really, um, we're starting to move into golf, you know, so follow your golfer you Mm. know like so Mm. a lot of people Mm. don't get to see their golfer because the broadcast is focusing on who's on the top of the card but in actual fact you might want to follow through some other person and so it's this whole ability for you to follow the person that may not necessarily get all the coverage from the broadcast side so you know those sorts of uh, examples but I think Dave has probably got a bit to say about the production side because I'm excited about the cloud, maybe over to you, David, about the Melbourne Cup and what you what you experienced.
2: Yeah, so there we were sitting at headquarters in Birkenhead for BC 360, and I had this 49 inch screen, curved screen and my laptop sitting there. And just from my laptop, I didn't use most of the real estate on the big screen, but just from my laptop I was able to produce the Melbourne Cup carnival. And that meant basically Checking that the streams are operational, clicking start streaming, clicking stop streaming at the right time, and that's about it. Really, it was a breeze.
1: So you've sort of really built out the the, the technology now to quite a mature point where when you're you know partnering mm. with a particular sport, so that it's, so there's it's a pretty l- uh, l- pretty l- simple l- to make it work.
2: Yeah, there's there's a lot of moving parts behind the one click of the button. I'm I'm sure there is. And basically what that does is it invokes a whole pile of scripts Mm. in the cloud Mm. that run things that provide the live streaming to happen. And then when you click the stop streaming, the same thing happens. It turns all those things off and magically creates a video on demand of the multi-stream experience. Oh, right, so you can go back in afterwards. Within within a minute. When you click stop streaming a minute later, it's a video on demand on the same link. Fantastic. And that was, so what we did um, to achieve that is we started off at Alexandra Park exploring what current streaming technologies there were in the day, YouTube, Vimeo, et cetera. And we decided that that wasn't good enough and we had to create our own. So we created our own using a, a bespoke streaming server. And then we figured out how we could use what's in the cloud as that developed. Mm, mm, mm. AWS is is our current flavor of implementation, but we could transport it to any other cloud provider that provides similar capabilities. And so when we click the start streaming button, it does a whole pile of things and starts up all these channels in AWS and makes them start live streaming and synchronizes them all with timecode and the rest of it. So that when the viewer is watching it, They switch between streams. It's all current time.
0: Mm. And the exciting thing too was actually the whole, um, you know, content delivery networks around the world, you Mm. know, to Mm. the ability. And I go back to the America's Cup thinking about what we were achieving back then to try and get, you know, even just data out to different countries where now what we're doing is we've got high quality video being where you can switch in the cloud and you can, and what Flemington said, well, look, we're we're the digital streaming partner. So, we had to stream it out to all parts of the world. You know, certain countries, they, mm-hmm. you know, they said, no, no, not that one. But this is the power of it all because if you think of like a sky broadcast, yep. you know, you're contained within New Zealand. We have no boundaries as far as where we go with high quality now streaming experiences, which you can jump around on, on, on whatever device that you wish to use. So I think that's... Um, Certainly you know that that capability is going to be huge for sports mm. um, and will open up lots of opportunities
1: now I'm kind of curious uh how how it could play out if you're looking at different sort of you know video streams of a, of a particular sport you, you know Craig you mentioned you know golf um then you potentially got a commentary challenge where you're looking at something that the commentary might not align with is there a role in the future for generative ai to you know actually help voice so that you're not caught in this position of oh we've got you know x number of golfers so we need x number of you know commentators to give on you know how how each one's uh, doing? Would that be, you know, is that sort of where we might be a few years
2: down the track? Well, there's a number of opportunities with that thought and, uh, you know, we have thought about that. And one of the ways that it could be done is there could be social media commentators. Mm, mm, You know, mm. I'm watching the stream on my device. I've chosen to watch Lewis Hamilton drive around the track. I'm going to talk about his drive around the track and that can be broadcast. To other people to to watch if they want to.
1: Gotcha. And I guess yeah, there's already is this sort of tier of uh, streamers that are providing commentary on sport today, aren't, aren't there? On you know varying varying ones where you've got this extra you know extra tier and people that and you know in some cases um, yeah you know, and you know some cases it's people maybe don't have a, a subscription or access, but in other cases it's like actually yeah, this is the best commentary and it's coming from outside of, of the traditional channels. I mean,
0: I mean, even just thinking about AI in that context is that the AI can actually go, when, when an event's on, say, mm. like an 18-hole golf course and you've got, say, 40 or 50 people on the course, mm. there's a lot going on, right? So where are they and what are they doing and when are they coming up to tea? You know, this is where AI can come in because it can scoop up and scrape and, and go, you know, what well, I actually, the AI knows where the person is. I mean, it would be very hard mm. for someone to say, oh, they're actually on hole three, I go, okay, well, if they're on hole three and if I was using voice activation, I'd go, well, just take me to, take me to my golfer on golf three, I want to see how he tees off. I don't want to miss out the tee off, mm. you know mm. what I mean? Mm. So I can see AI actually working in the background doing a lot of the hard work mm. that mm. would just keep everything in line with what you want to see yep. as you go yep. through a, a yep. program.
2: Yeah. 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 Show me the wedge shot onto the green yeah
1: get <laughs> yeah, all of those all of those things yes so many so many uh so many possibilities now um in in um i guess sporting related news uh you know one of the things that we you know been watching is you know the rise of the likes of netflix and you know amazon prime and so on and you know we've we've just you know just heard in in the last uh uh, last day around the um, um, broadcast rights uh, for for cricket um, a four-year uh, deal uh, with Amazon Prime um, I'm not sure on all the details of that whether that's uh, Australia or Australia and, and New Zealand um, but it's quite it's quite interesting to see these sort of big big global players you know continuing to, uh, you know, muscle their way into sort of, you well, know, different well, different markets and sometimes bringing positive uh, impacts, but, you know, often well, not so much.
0: Isn't it incredible, a, a company that used to sell books online is suddenly buying the cricket rights uh, for the mm-hmm. World Cup ODI. You know, I mean, it's incredible to see the changing landscape of people who are buying those rights because mm-hmm. of the way we're now dependent on the likes of a Netflix, you know, which is yep. served up over a kind of a, an online streaming service, mm, mm. and and the quality has got so so good, you know. So that's that's the incredible part, and I think obviously the the move for the streamers like Netflix now saying, well, you know, we'll wait for Netflix to see what they do next, but you know, will they then be doing live sports? You know, mm, so mm. Uh, it's a it's a changing landscape of what traditionally how you would look at a sport, and so we're excited because we use AWS and. Their yep. own and they own Prime. So yeah, I think yeah. the opportunity when you're watching your TV, you know, is there an option there to go? Oh, actually, I want the multi camera view option of yeah. the cricket because yep. I'd love to be on the stump cam when so and so bowls, or I want to be on the spider cam so I can see what's going on at the top view. And that's all been triggered off your um, smart TV because, you know, we've now got a streaming technology mm, that will mm, enable that to happen. Mm, mm. So I'd say bring it on.
2: Yeah, mm, absolutely. But, yeah. Bring it on. I'm mm. really, yeah,
1: I'm really interested to see. Yeah, to see how these sorts of things play out. Um, you know, because on on the you know on the flip side, uh, you know, as we get these sort of global deals done, then you you know you impact the local entities like you know in our case, you know, Sky TV. Uh, obviously, there was you know Spark Sport was kind of in there you know for for a while, and we had a a level of sort of competition uh, nudging mm. things forward. But you know, I have I have wondered you know for you know for a long time how how these global players will will impact and you know I guess my hope is that that our our local companies you know whoever they are whether we're looking at you know supermarkets who could be you know impacted by global players or you know sports and and video and entertainment sort of you know streaming you know etc that that. Our our local players are always, uh, you know, staying staying competitive and 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 innovating. Um, but yeah, sometimes the the global players are going to again deliver the most innovative and 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 the best things that um, you know will be maybe too hard for uh, for locals to
2: well, to no deliver. Way, but
0: the, the great thing about AWS or an Azure or an Alibaba. Is they provide companies like ours in New Zealand? We're yep. an innovation company. Yep. But we use them to actually broadcast our streams, and that's there, and that's what they want to have happen. Mm, mm. So, for a small New Zealand company, we've got the, we we've got more capacity from a stream perspective than Sky. Yeah. You know yeah. we've got, and that's because you know you're you're essentially you're leasing your services. You know you do not have to buy them. You're actually mm. and so. So Those you can scale up as yeah, much as yeah. you need so, to. So yeah. we don't. We're not afraid. That we actually we're in mm. full collaboration with AWS on the mm. fact that mm. you know they are helping us and it's and we're, they're incentivizing us to be innovative, and they just provide us a gateway around the world for streaming and at high quality. So I mean, it's mm. it's kind of fantastic, really.
1: Mm. Mm. So what's you think is sort of the the driver to get you know, consumers interested in this is that we we talked around before we started around a younger audience having, you know, having different sort of habits in terms of, you know, what they watch and and how they consume uh, things. But, yeah, there's a degree to which when you're watching sport at the moment, you know, it's pretty easy. You kind of, you kick back. This, you know, experience, I guess, gives you that choice to, you know, put a little bit of your own, preferences into into how you watch with you know I guess a, a little bit of an effort if it's just hey I want to adjust it this way and split my screen and so on some people maybe you know will will want uh, you know more active involvement um do you think this is something that we see a large portion of the population oh. you know really really you know jump jump on and 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 want to uh, have as part of their everyday experience.
0: Look, I think we're seeing it in multiple ways. I think we're seeing it through the the Facebook generation, mm. you know, and then we've got the TikTok generation coming through, and there's a big shift. I mean, you know, if you're a young person, you don't say that you're on Facebook, you say you're on Twitter, Instagram. You say that you're you're getting messaging, you, and I think what's changing is the fact of television's is quite script- prescriptive because it's a it's a guide. Right? Mm, so mm. The, the, that, that sport starts then and that sport that starts then. Social media has kind of broken all that down to messaging and impulse things that are happening right now and you want to know about that. So it's all changing in terms of that, those triggers that allow you to see something or stream something. So I think that certainly you know, the way social media is being used is actually transforming the way we look at content not in the traditional sense of yep. you must sit in the lounge. Well, that's we've kind of broken that. Hole. And a lot of people don't look at TV. You know, mm, they're looking mm, at their mm. phone. In fact, they'll even watch a movie on their phone. They're quite happy with that. So it's yeah. a, yep. the quality's gone higher and people are changing the way they look at things. Mm, and mm. I think that that's what, you know, If with Best Seat, we want to be able to inject our experience when you want it and when you need it and you can have it. It's, it's not, it has to be at 2.30, you know. So, mm-hmm. I think that's the exciting part about how this all kind of merges with social media.
2: But it's more than that, too, because um, in the broadcasting world, if you're a small sports club, uh, you find it very difficult to be able to broadcast at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. But with our system, we're enabling those smaller organisations to broadcast to their fan group, which may not be worldwide. Uh, but nonetheless it's a fan group that is interested Mm, and mm, they want to watch and so we're giving an opportunity for those kinds of people but more important than that I think you know harping back to the discussion you had uh, said before uh, uh, about you know the big global companies bringing the innovations to New Zealand I'd like to think that it's the other way around we're bringing the innovation to the rest of the world
1: yep then there's absolutely that aspect to it and I think it you know, it is probably you know one of the one of the exciting things about seeing seeing those players you know bring their data centers and investment into into New Zealand as you know we benefit and it's just you know another one of the benefits that we've had from from those companies and you know certainly you know we look at our our top you know tech firms and and you know right right down to to the very smallest and you know. Everybody's you know leveraging these these global um, uh, players and uh, yeah the the hyperscale cloud is a is an incredible uh, you know capability to be able to, to be able to leverage. Um, I'm kind of curious in terms of you know, where you would see you know revenues for, for best seat three sixty, you know, sort of, you know, come from if we were to look at, you know, I don't know, five, ten ten years out. Is this a sort of a, a thing where you know you sell to a particular you know whether it be a, a sporting code that wants the technology directly or to broadcasters and so on or you, would you be interacting with the the end end customers as your uh, subscribers
0: we, Yeah primarily we we're very much working around the rights holders so mm, the rights yeah. holder dictates really where where and how we can do certain things so yep. we're enhancing that rights holder to create a new category a second screen category mm. where they can sell more advertising more Sponsorship and in some cases behind a paywall, where they want to upgrade in a in a, in a pay in a, in a sort of a uh, yeah upgrade to payments or mm-hmm. insert new advertising, um, licensing the technology as well. You know certain organisations who want to have their own streaming capability, but may not be at the top end of town, and they want to be able to get their sport out globally. So there could be license models as we become a technology partner with them. So I think there's a whole variety of different um, models coming out at the moment, working with customers, whether it be a membership model, you know, you pay per user, you know, is it a dollar, you know, a dollar a viewer, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of flexibility because of the way it's been distributed. The old model of satellite has been changed into the streaming model and there's a whole lot of more economies of scale that can happen there. So I think it's a, yeah, variety of different models mm, and working mm. with different customers, they'll come up with different ideas. But I think it is about new frontier of rights management, working with those rights holders, broadcasters, and sporting organisations to find the right, the right mix. Mm,
1: mm. Yeah, um, oh, it's, it sounds really exciting in my mind. I, I, you know, especially with the you know the current um, attention that's been given. Uh, to AI uh you know I sort of keep coming back to oh uh, you know the blending of your technology uh, with AI and how you know how that might well evolve over the over the years ahead you know I think of how I often will consume uh, yeah, formula one and you know sometimes it's you know watch an entire race but you know maybe if, it, if it's not live which you know with our time differences it's often mm. not so I'll you know skip through bits and pieces but Often not necessarily seeing the view that suits me, right? And uh, and so you've got that kind of option of kind of you know not much option other than kind of a fast forward. And so the idea of uh, you know being able to adjust your views and so on, but then maybe taking that a little bit further and saying, well, you know, if I've got AI that knows kind of how I want to see a race, uh, that it might be doing some of that, some of that lifting and and so on. It kind of knows you know the bits that would would. Uh, attract my attention and then sometimes I'm just watching the you know what goes up on YouTube which is an eight minute you know cut of the race but actually they cut they do that at such a, a length and give it away free that people are disappointed so there must be a an in-between point right yeah
0: I'll give you a good example though of where AI and and just in terms of imagination here about yeah. you know and it's a horse race but if, yep. it, if it's a if it's a betting situation yep and you're actually placing a bet on a horse, yep. you know, often in the traditional form, uh, when the horses are racing around the track, you know, can you find your horse? You know, so, and we're the whole concept of we can put you on the horse, but then if you're, if you're sitting back and looking at the race, wouldn't it be nice if the horses that you put the bet on, you can actually personalise that experience? And so our technology will enable you to say, oh, you're on one, three, and seven sevens, your trifecta. Yeah, yeah. And so that's your visual, you can see that as your, and, and again, it's just another, but that's an AI machine learning I- example of, you know, where that technology could go in that respect. But that's a, you know, in a, that's in a betting world, but mm. there's many other different experiences. I'm yeah. sure David would yeah, yeah. better.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, there's all kinds of opportunities for AI, both in terms of object tracking and recognition, video overlays and stuff Mm, like that. mm, mm. Um, The the thing that uh, excites us more about all of that is, you know, the world's your oyster. There's so many different possibilities. Yes. But what we do is we have this in our patent to collect the data and embed it in the video stream as data so that when it gets to our player, we can choose to take that, the viewer can choose to take that, Yeah and have it displayed in a number of ways as an over overlay on top of the video. Mm. And when they don't want to see it anymore, they can put it away. Mm. The mm. current way that kind of information gets used is no different than how we might display it. But it's embedded into the video that the broadcaster produces and you've got no options. That's right. You're going yeah. to watch yeah. what they give you and yeah. that's that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. what we've come up with is this idea of being able to have a whole bunch of layers in our player where we start with, you know, advertising layers, sponsorship layers, and those can be videos or small little animated things that happen on the screen or they can be data overlays, as we've just discussed. So, you know, that's that's where we're heading. Mm, mm.
1: Yeah, oh, we've got uh, exciting times ahead. And any other sort of thoughts on, the, you know, the broader... Uh, mm-hmm. Role of of technology in sport, anything that's uh, you know trends you've been uh, seeing that you think
2: uh, well the whole concept a, a, a listeners of listeners might be interested yeah in. the whole concept of stretch sense uh, New Zealand company mm-hmm. once, once again was yep. highly innovative and went to the world with that's wearable right. garments with yeah. sensors in them yeah yeah that help to analyse athletes' performance. Mm, mm. And that's both a tutoring tool and a performance measurement tool. Yeah, And I find those kinds of things pretty exciting and I'm looking forward to the idea of perhaps melding those sorts of things into the technology that we offer.
0: And I guess from my end it would be like obviously our target device is the phone, right, mm. but we're all a bit... Uh, interested in what Apple's coming out with the vision pro Mm, mm. and certainly the Experiences of a 360 or an immersive experience, you know in what Apple looks like that what they've done Uh, So it'll be fascinating to see but a lot of our people and our development team are all very kind of keen on sort of seeing how We can create another world inside a, a VR headset But you know, it'll just be interesting to see how that goes, but I think from an immersive perspective you know in years to come we'd certainly be, our content is ready to be transformed into that that world mm. while we focus on the, the billions of people who've got one of these. Um, that's uh, certainly the, the target device. But the other part of it is we're really excited to be uh, heading over to Aussie. And uh, so we had a week in Aussie last week. And we're, and we're seeing, and to your point about, we're experimenting by meeting lots of different, we've got resellers over there now. We've, we're opening our imagination to different sports. And uh, in, the, in Australia, loves sports, so they uh, and they've got great stadiums and great facilities. So we're really seeing some great opening new ideas into the sports world in Australia. Mm.
1: Yeah, look, I, you know, I think um, you know it's a it's a great you know market that's close to home and uh, you know perfect place to be to be selling to by the sounds of it for yeah. BC three hundred and sixty. So. That's great. Um, well, look forward to following the the journey, and uh, you know, all all the best with uh, with with what's uh, what's next. Yeah. Um, if people are curious and they want to be able to, you know, have a bit of a dabble with uh, with Best uh, Seat Three Hundred and Sixty, um, what can that what they, what can they go and see online right now?
0: Well, if you go to the Best Seat mm. you'll be able to see samples of the motor racing, horse racing, um, all within the player. Um, so I would recommend people, you know, go and have a look at the, the website and, um, and understand where we're, where we're going and uh, open their imagination to what's possible.
1: That's very cool. Well, thanks very much for joining us on the New Zealand Tech Podcast. Yeah. Uh, really appreciate it. Craig, thank you, David.
2: Thanks, Paul. Thanks for having us.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And, of course, a thank you to our show partners, Guerrilla Technology, 1NZ, HP, Spark, and 2Degrees. And uh, we'll look forward to catching everybody next week. And if you've been listening to the audio, uh, be sure to uh, to look out for us on the live uh, streaming platforms wherever you consume uh, video. Most weeks, not every week, but most weeks, you will find uh, some some live video streaming, usually on a Tuesday afternoon, across the likes of uh, YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and uh, and X. All right, thanks, everyone. Catch you next time. Thanks. Cheers, guys. The New Zealand Tech Podcast, brought to you by Guerrilla Technology, proactive and strategic IT.